tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzzers. There you guys are. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us for the finale oh of Marco Polo Season here. 1, The Heavenly and the Primal. Please check us out at youtube.com slash AfterBuzz and find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and join in the conversation. We will be gone for a while, but yes. we'll be back for Season 2. This is the time. Yes. <laughs> I am your host, June Lee, and you guys can find me on Twitter at MS underscore June Lee. I'm Kitty Wilbert, and you can find me at Katie Wilbert on all things. <laughs> I'm Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L. And on Instagram, Michael Drew straight across. Straight across. Straight across. When you said on all things, I thought that was the name of a show for a second. I was like, oh, that's a great show title. I mean, I'll work Facebook on too? writing that show, but in the meantime, it's just all things social media. Yes, exactly. Okay, so what did you... Wow. Season finale, way to go out they, yeah. with a bang, right? What did you guys think? I think that it was better than I had anticipated Me it too. to be. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, and they really, really like wanted to go out with a bang. They did, mm-hmm. and then they also really set it up for what's going to happen Absolutely. next season, which is great. And yes. yeah, I think it's nice to already have a direction and. It makes it better as an audience member yeah. to get excited and be mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I need to see the next episode now. Absolutely. And that's how I felt about this episode. Yeah, and we kind of don't get that, right, with Netflix shows because we kind of get everything, yeah. you know, at, at once. once. Yeah. And so I think I think it's nice when we have an opportunity to kind of, like, wait and anticipate and get excited, you know. It, it builds anticipation. I don't yeah. know. It was the best episode mm-hmm. of the year. Like, yeah. it, it, oh, was, yeah. it was the best. Absolutely. Like, I, from the fight scenes. To the little reveals, absolutely. To the, oh, everything. It was just really, yeah. it really acting. Got me. The acting. I was know. Good. Oh my God. I'm so glad sweat. you. I know. I'm so glad you mentioned <laughs> so that because sweat. I did notice like all of those like those tight shots, mm. those face shots. You know, Kublai's reactions, Marco's reactions. We'll get into that as we go. And I do, I do want to talk about you know predictions and stuff like that towards oh, yeah. the end because you know, like you said, Katie, like they're really kind of setting it up and. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting to talk about. So let's mm-hmm. jump in. So let's go. <laughs> we open with Marco on the field, mm-hmm. and he is, you know, working with the engineer to get the catapult ready and stuff like that. And it's not going very well. Yeah. Right. So like Marco is obviously sweating. He, <laughs> he, he sweats under- the whole episode. Yeah. yeah I mean, like was, I would be too, though. The stress. He looked stressed. The from start to start, start to, to finish. Start to finish. That's a lot of pressure, though, because Absolutely. someone just gave his life. For him to be alive and be in the yeah. position of making a perfect trebuchet. And if I he know. doesn't, I mean, the con is watching over his back being like, so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has the entire weight of the country on his yeah. shoulders. But they, yeah. didn't, they didn't touch on Yusuf that much. And I was expecting them to touch on Yusuf a little bit more. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, he's been such a big part of the show. Mm-hmm. And then he just gets, you know, dies the mm-hmm. last episode by, mm-hmm. by calling himself a traitor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
and no, he just gets mentioned once. Like uh, Kublai just says, "Well, he sacrificed himself for you. Don't mess up." And that's it. No one else speaks well, about it. Bianca mentions it very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. But well, to me, me, it felt like ener- energetically it was there. You know what I mean? I think so. Like in the tension, in the yeah. fact that Kublai, like you said before we, you know, we started that Kublai really was kind of just out of it and just really unsure and just really didn't ha- didn't feel grounded, you know? He yeah. was just kind of lashing out at everybody. And I felt like it was a really unstable Kublai, which mm-hmm. makes sense because he was so gearing, like, betting on mm-hmm. their first attempt of right. um, taking over right. working, and it mm-hmm. didn't. So he... but. I, I think that was something I noted about him this episode was that he is a very emotional character who's mm-hmm. very led with his heart and not mm-hmm. with his mind, which I think is so opposite of Joss et al. Mm. And even the way they present both of them this episode, you really see that. You mm-hmm. see Kublai being so emotional and making mm. really rash emotional decisions. Mm-hmm. And then you see Joss et al. being so calculated and I think it's really interesting to see that difference of someone being led with their heart versus right. being led with their mind. Right. Yeah, you right. see a lot. You, saw, you see a lot of the rage in mm. his first few. For, uh, you go from last week, him. You know, we were all calling him the puppy dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you weren't here for that. He was yeah. really going, and he was in full puppy dog. Completely. And Kublai? Then this year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then this episode, he was just full on angry. Angry. Screaming, and he was just on like on edge. Yeah, he was on like edge. A tantrum. He was the yeah. Tantrums. Well, I mean, I mean, it's incredibly like that's a lot of pressure. You oh, know, yeah. he's like on a lot of pressure, and he everyone's telling him different things. Well, actually, not really, because everyone's kind of saying, "Don't do this," yeah. right? But let's let's kind of go in order. So. After we see Marco in the field, we're back in the in Kublai's court, and Kaidu, you know, kind of oh, steps yeah. up and says, "You know, I'm with you, but the thing is, <laughs> the past two battles that you've been using my men haven't gone so well, and I've lost two sons, and my men kind of feel uneasy about you know going under your banner, you know." I want to lead them, which I think is fair. Yeah. I felt I like it was totally very fair. fair. Yeah. It was very fair. It, was, it, mm-hmm. just, it just shows you how deep, what we were just saying before about him being on edge. But yeah. it, it escalated so quickly. Yeah. It well, escalated yeah. so fast. But I mean, it, it is very, it is like a big deal to kind of say, I don't want you to lead my men. I want to lead my own men. Yeah. That's a big deal because technically, weak, I guess. technically they're all Kublai's men. You know what I'm saying? So by him saying that, he was challenging that. Well, I think he even tried to use it, though. Like, Mm -hmm. he opens his statement by being, like, cousin and not con. I think he was trying Mm. to appeal to him on a different level of, like, listen, like, I I want to help you, but also (laughs) I can't have you keep getting my man all killed. Exactly. It's like... He said what he said. He said he lost two sons. Yeah. That's a huge thing. I know. That's a lot. Absolutely. (laughs) And Kublai's like... Really, bitch? Yeah. Out with you? Yeah. yeah. It was so quick. I and know. You see him just be like, fine, we'll be banished to the north. Yeah. If that's what you want, like, you're an idiot, but fine. And he kept correcting right. him. Every time he said, you know, our men, my men, like, mm-hmm. okay, right. your okay, men. fine, your men, um, okay, my horses, fine. My horses. He's like, right. all right, you're right, cousin. Right. You know, so. Right. But, I mean, it did escalate very, very fast. And, yeah. you know, Kutalin was like, like you just see whoa, what yeah. is going on? Like, yeah. Biamba. He's just watching, like, oh, I'm about to marry this. This guy's about to be my father-in-law. Let's yeah. everyone relax. Everyone yeah, chill out. Poor Biamba. This I know. guy can't catch up. Yeah, I, I feel I felt bad for him this episode because 
You know, I think it's interesting. I, I guess we can kind of quickly talk about this. Yeah, you know? it's going to be on, but um, I love that guy. Because, it, but this kind of goes into how they're setting up a season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks like mm-hmm. there's all a, there's going to be pockets of people who challenge Kublai. Mm-hmm. So you have obviously Ahmad and Melin, which yep. is crazy, right? But I also feel like Biamba and Kutalin and Kaidu might. There's something there. I think so. I think the problem with anytime someone overtakes a territory mm-hmm. is that now your old threat is gone and you've yeah. got a bunch of new threats mm-hmm. who would love to overtake the wall and be where you're at. And mm-hmm. I think when you piss people off like that, you will naturally form an enemy because of oh, his I see. emotional so you think- states. I, I think that, I don't know what's going to happen with Biamba, but I think he's made a choice, obviously, and I'm not sure that he had much of a choice because... Mm-hmm. They'd been banished, and he has to go with his wife. But mm-hmm. I also feel in the latter half of the episode, he feels like there's no reason for him to stay anymore. I think Absolutely. there's a couple moments that he's waiting to be to- like to have a reason to stay, mm-hmm. and Absolutely. he's not finding one. And Absolutely. I think he's now fi- found a new alliance. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with him. I- well, do you do you think that everyone's going to go for you know? The Wall City. I don't think. I don't think that's what's going to be. I, think I don't think eventually. I think not people initially. Will, so like at the everyone's start moving of out in that direction. Is that yeah. what, was that the deal? So everybody's moving to the Wall City because mm-hmm. that's where Kublai is. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is Akman and Biamba and all those guys are going to fight over Kambulak, which was where they were before they moved into the Wall City. I see. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. But anyways, we can we can I, keep I was just that. Say, yeah. Uh, say real quick that I think the reason he was so one of the main reasons he was so rude to Kaidu, uh, Kaidu was because mm-hmm. he he's a fully aware that that guy's what because they said that he's second in command technically. Mm-hmm. Like if something happens to, to Kublai, mm-hmm. he's going to take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's what they, they, they said. That's what they said. That's what um, Biamba said. So okay. I think he was kind of wary of him. Looking so strong, because if he looks so strong, he might say he does. Because right now he can't trust anybody. So if if this guy, looks why so wouldn't str- Jingham be? I, I think Jingham would take over. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's if they both die. Oh, I but see. If, if Jingham, but yeah, then why wouldn't Kublai want want Kaidu? Who else would he want to take over? That's but the I thing. Think, I think it was just a really emotional decision. I don't think much he thought he's was not trusting really anybody. Going and if into this guy it. looks if he looks strong, if he looks strong and and his men trust his opinion more than Kublai's and then say it does he he betrays Kublai, he might lose half his army. I I just think a lot of that was going on in his head when he made that decision. What do you mean? I'm not sure I understand. Well, cuz all right, so remember he still he still doesn't know who he still doesn't know who to trust. Kublai. Right, Kublai? Kublai still doesn't know who to trust because he still, we, we still technically don't know who betrayed him. Even though Yusuf took the blame, mm-hmm. he, everyone knows it wasn't Yusuf. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, I see. So mm-hmm. so now Kaidu's trying to kind of usurp, not usurp his power, but trying to lead the lead the reign, lead the little, wants to lead his, his I army. I think Kaidu just wanted to do what's best for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I know, but yeah. in Kublai's mind, Kublai's yeah. like, I can't, no, just do what I want you to do. And when he said no, I'm like, all right. I can't have you usurp me in front of people and look good 
because then if there hmm. is a if there is a separation, I feel like there wasn't even that much thought. I, you I know, think yeah, I don't think so either. He I was think, just gut I think reaction. He just wants whole to, episode, like you know, it's kind of like anybody. It's human nature. When you feel like you're threatened, when you feel unsure about things, you want to control everything. That's just how people are naturally, mm-hmm. right? When you feel like things are out of your control, yeah, and when, when you, you feel stuck. like everyone's ganging up on you, and you have but enough also, like, people being like, he's losing his, hey. ba- he's losing the battles. Mm-hmm. He feels like everything is out of control. So when you feel like things are out of control, it's like natural for you to want to kind of overcompensate and try to control every little thing and kind yeah. of micromanage. You know? I could be overthinking it. Maybe. Well, I could just be right. And I could I, be being usurped right here. Uh, I know it. It's usurped? not like right or wrong. We're just saying. I think I'm right. Okay, I, I you're right. All right, <laughs> but you moving see on. that with the con when he invites the priest and he's yeah. sitting with um, uh, the empress and the priest says... You shouldn't do this. Yeah. You shouldn't go to war because you're going to upset the balance between um, the heavens yeah. and the primal. Mm-hmm. And the priest is like, it. Like my sticks are telling me no. Like <laughs> you invited you know, me here to my like, sticks. My, the you sticks see my sticks. The sticks, the sticks don't lie. What is it? The I Ching, right? The I Ching mm-hmm. doesn't lie. But you know when the when the priest said that you know the harmony between the heavenly and the primal will be will never be. You know that it will be can mm-hmm. you know offset. I didn't necessarily feel like that was like a bad thing. I feel like that can be interpreted in many different ways, and I think that's what was going through Kuvai's mind because that would be going through my mind also. It's like yeah. If I conquer the wall, there is no harmony. Harmony is like we work together. You know, if I conquer, if I win, there is no harmony. I won. You know what I mean? Like, it's mine. But I think that's the thing about conquering is once you conquer, people mm want to conquer you. Kind of what I was mentioning earlier Mm -hmm. is that, like, there is no peace. Like, for the person who wants to try and overtake an entire country, Mm -hmm. once you do, like, it's that thing of people want what they can't have and stuff. I I just think he's opening a big can of worms in that, yes, what a great goal to Mm -hmm. conquer and accomplish this Mm -hmm. goal, but it's also naive to think that once he does, he's just got it, and he's in this city. And, like, I think that's the thing, is once you move forward with that, you Mm -hmm. have to accept that more war will probably come, because now you're the head honcho, and people are going to take what you have. Well, and also, you guys have to remember that, you know, Kublai wants, doesn't want to stop in China. He wants to go to the West. So it's not like he's even like, you know, oh yeah, everything is good. He he wants to keep Mm -hmm. going, you know, and... Which does mean more war and less harmony. I think it's like a ripple effect, and I think other people are seeing this, like cool, yeah, like, get your dream, but also, like, maybe we stop there, but, like, mm-hmm. if we know you're not, and so it's, you That's know, it's kind of a whole thing. It's like a slippery slope, yeah. but do what yeah. you're gonna do, I guess. That's yeah. what Yusef said. Yusef said, the more you, it's never enough. You're always mm-hmm. trying yeah. to conquer something. Go, what's mm-hmm. wrong with just living here? Right. What's wrong with just stay here at your kingdom? Right. Like, Absolutely. no. That's why he was such a good Earth. minister of war, because mm-hmm. he had so much wisdom to right. try yeah, it's he was trampled by horses. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, so I feel like the priest wasn't really telling Kublai anything that Kublai didn't really know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't enough. Like he didn't say something enough where he really felt like, okay, maybe this is not the right way to go. Yeah. But I mean, this is the first time we really see him kind of not take Chabi's advice, which yeah. I think is worth noting because Chabi, and it was this really weird thing because like she kind of understood. It's almost like if you have, have you guys ever like dated like an artist? You know? <laughs> no. 
And like, but like, you know how like artists can be very tough on themselves and they're kind of tortured, Mm -hmm. but like, it's like this kind of love and hate relationship with their art. Yeah. And like, as a person who loves that person, it's like, you, you have to accept them for who they are because they're an artist. That's who they are. So tell us more about but this. When, when was this? Last no, year? no, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, well, not speaking from personal experience. This is just what I'm right. thinking, right? Yeah. But, um, oh, you but it was kind of like, d- didn't it kind of feel like that? She was like, you know, I, I get it. I don't think like I want to help you. Like, kind of like put this greed yeah. and put this hunger away. It but I also get maternal that. to me. Yeah, it, in the way yeah. of like your your son is in his forties mm-hmm. and he's you know well into his way of life and mm-hmm. you can give advice, but if he doesn't want it, he's not going to take it. But right. he's still going to want to like <laughs> snuggle with you yeah. and get some mama love. Like mm-hmm. that's what it felt a it bit his, like to me. His forehead him being bosom. like, "Mom, like I don't want to listen to you. Like, yes, right. you're smart, but I'm older now and yeah. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Okay." Yeah. And exactly. she was like, no, "Okay, so baby, right. I love you. Like, I'm here. Okay, mom. Like." Hug me. Like, that's what it felt like. He just, to me, is such a angry, greedy child Mm -hmm. in this episode. Mm -hmm. And even when he gets what he wants, you still feel like he's not. I know. Happy. Like, he's still sort of like, yeah, I got the toy I wanted, but like, I want another toy. I want want the bigger toy. toy. Absolutely. I love his freakouts because I love his accent. I was like, you know, I respect you, Chubby, but still. Yeah, like pissed. I'm not at war with my empress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am at war with southern China. I know. Um, but I think, I think going back to Chancellor uh, Jiao Shidao and his relationship with the emperor, the little kid, mm. you know, the baby emperor. I think it was very interesting um, when he hugged him. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of cute. That was, that was a nice very cute. moment. That was a nice moment. And it humanized him in a way I've yet to see until absolutely. that moment. It opened him up a little. And yeah. you mm-hmm. were like, whoa, for that one second, I don't mm-hmm. want you to die. Just for that one second. Because it makes it feel <laughs> well, like there's Do you think he was scared? Do you think he knew that he lost at that point? No. I think so. I mean, when he got when he hugged the kid, when the kid, kid hugged, hugged him, him right? I, I, I don't know. I think he was he's kind of stubborn. I, I I think he didn't realize realize it till he met Marco. He was just like, all right, I'm gonna go out fighting. Mm. I I guess. I don't know. At that moment, I thought like I'm just being like devil's advocate all the way here <laughs> to this episode, um, which is okay. Yeah. You can lead the finale on a passionate here. note. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, it kind of felt like the chancellor because when what what do you what do you call the person who's like telling the chance updating the chancellor? What's what's that guy's name? I never I never got that guy's name. I called him the chancellor whole updater. Season. Let's call him VP. Okay, VP. Yeah. So the VP is updating the <laughs> chancellor and what's going on. They broke through the wall, or you know they're you know they're assaulting the wall. And I saw I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a close up where Chancellor Josh Dow is pouring the tea and he spills yeah. the tea. So at um, that moment, I was like, he knows yeah. he's going down. I felt the same way. Yeah, he That's knows important. he's going down. And that was before that was before he hugged the kid and yeah. all of that happened. That's so true. to me, That's I really felt like good he, to know because they yeah. always do close ups on his mm-hmm. hand. And he's so meticulous he's so with his hands. So work. together. So to you know? spill his tea is yeah. like really. He had a tremor. You know, he had a tremor. When you think about it, he's not really that bad. See the hug moment. Know, but I'm, like, I'm <laughs> thinking about it. This whole thing. season, we're like, oh my god, what a monster, what a sociopath. Think, like, like, he's so bad. Oh, no redeeming quality. The hug, that one hug, everything. that one hug 
changed I dislike Jingham way more than I dislike this guy. Because when you really? like, he, aside from breaking the girl's foot, was there really any other thing uh, he did? Yeah. Oh yeah, he shot the. Uh, there were plenty of so many things. things. May Lin, he ripped. A mother away from her daughter. Oh, yeah. He prostituted his own sister. Well, she was prostituting before when they were kids. She she started it but off. But she, but that was because like no, they were on their own. She had to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? And she was she was taking care of him, and he's the older brother, right? But the kid hugged him. You know what I mean? Hurt, oh, no. hurt my heart. I think that's the interesting thing the about children <laughs> in any show is yeah. that they bring something. Um, that I honestly think adult actors struggle to find, and mm. it's that like tenderness and innocence and um, like purity, mm-hmm. and especially like purity of intention too. Yeah. So when a child hugs someone, you don't go like, "Why are they hugging them?" Right. You know why they're hugging right. them. You see right. it, and I think mm. it's really interesting to see that change someone. And I feel like you saw that with Jocelyn right. and. I think it was important to see, especially if this is the episode where we say goodbye to him, mm-hmm. to sort of see his full roundabout color yeah. as a character and mm. go, that was a person and not just the idea of a person. Right. Right. He, he no, just, absolutely. Cool. Even in his, um, I, mean, I could say this, but even his uh, his final scene, mm-hmm. there's still, he was still kind of honorable. Mm-hmm. He said, did he, I think I think he said a prayer? Uh, yeah. yeah. What he said is, may the Song Dynasty endure for 10,000 years or something like yeah, that. It wasn't, yeah, it was I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, well, I mean, but then, you know, when we first see the emperor and the chancellor, you know, he's obviously kind of like this, like, devil who's kind of, you know, polluting polluting the mind of this young child and making, like, here, this governor of Suzhou is coming, putting <laughs> putting up 5,000 men. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and 5, on cue, they shall drink the water. Yes. <laughs> um, he, the, cha- um, the governor of Suzhou you know, puts up 5,000 men and, like, the chancellor's like, is that enough men? And the <laughs> emperor was like, no! <laughs> so, obviously, they've, like, you know, had some training, you know, like, which I thought was kind of very despicable again, a very kind of just dark and kind of gruesome well, He's got to groom him. Yeah. So, he absolutely was grooming him, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting. It makes you think what kind of man that emperor is going to yeah. be. Right, right. I mean, maybe if he gets a very far insecure enough. one, I think. Well, well, I mean, if he mm. grow because he, I mean, if he, he leaves emperor, <laughs> he, the emperor leaves him with a good uh, thought process of him of Zhao Sidao. He he, the last his last moment with Zhao Sidao was mm-hmm. something endearing. So mm-hmm. whenever you bring up Zhao Sidao to him, he looks at him in a good light. Absolutely. So every teaching that he was ever taught by him. Mm. He's probably going to latch on to it. Probably like, right. that's my father. Yeah, so right. that praying mantis, that praying oh. mantis thought process, he's probably going to hold true. that. That's all he needs. That's true. He was holding on to We had to come back to the praying mantis with the whole hundred ice scenes yeah. because, oh, you know, you that moment, eyes. that moment, yeah, I know, that epic, epic battle between hundred eyes and, so and Joshua Dow was insane. Just insane. We, and we got what we wanted. Remember a few episodes ago mm-hmm. when they lost the battle, mm-hmm. the one thing we critiqued was, man, we didn't see a big battle. We just right. saw the painting. Right. And we, we, we kind of guessed we, that. We got all that we needed. It was all for the last needed. episode. We yeah, got we got everything, everything that yeah. we needed. I actually want to talk about Coco Chin's virginity test uh-huh. because yes. I thought that was very interesting and, you know. So what did you guys think about that scene? I thought, uh, I was like, Chabi really likes her. Yeah. 
I was like, wow, Chubby doesn't care. Chubby really likes this girl. Does she like her? Or does she want her? Or does she need her? No, I think you know? she. I think she, she wants sees, her close. Yeah, she, I think she yeah. sees something in her. Yeah, I think she. She think. I think yeah. I think she sees something in her, and she's not sure if she's like a friend or an enemy. Nah. And either way, she wants to keep her close. Mm-hmm. So obviously, um, Kokuchin is not a virgin, right? This is, we all kind of agree that she failed the pigeon egg. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, 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 she hooked up with uh, Marco. Yeah, I think that the Empress assumed mm-hmm. that she had some ideas that she'd been fooling around Maybe. with Marco. But I think but, that yeah. was... Chubby knows what's up. Yeah, Chubby yeah. knows what's She's up. She's been around the, yeah. the blog a few times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't mean that in a negative way, but right. she knows. She's, she's, yeah. she's, and she, she kind of looks at her like, oh, that's okay that yeah. you're not a virgin. You're still going to be my yeah. daughter-in-law. Yeah, exactly. So, I think she's like, she's like you, 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 you have, I think she sees something in her where she's like, there's something about you. Mm-hmm. You can be a queen. Mm-hmm. I like you. You yeah. got potential, kid. Right. So that's what I, that's what I think it She's was. like disappointed, but she's kind of like, we're going to work with it. Yeah. And so Kokuchin's um, helper, servant, is like freaking out because she failed the pigeon test, egg test. She <laughs> failed the virginity test. And he's like, oh, my God, this is not good. And then Chavi He was stuttering. Yeah. And then Chavi takes it. And I think what she did is like she she must have like cut her or something like that yeah. and drawn blood. The egg, the egg isn't cracked. So she no. must have with her fingernail yeah. or like something scratched her to mm. draw blood. Yeah, to draw blood. And then, you know, then the servant is like, oh, she is pure. She is a virgin. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys yeah. go like cringe as women when that happened? Where yeah. you're like, oh. oh, yeah. When you watch Kokuchin's face, yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah. no. That is bears. Yeah, exactly. That, that is not <laughs> fun. That is not fun. Um, and then we and then we see Maylin and Achman and their relationship is developing, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just kind of getting close to her and she's kind of getting close to him. She obviously intuitively or either consciously or not consciously understands that there's something There's something there. that connects the yeah. two of them, which yeah. is really interesting and I'm mm-hmm. not sure... I mean, actually, yeah, they discussed it before that they're mm. both basically prisoners in yeah. this place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think they're both very strong um, individuals. Right. And um, I think it was interesting to see him talk about, you know, it's rumored in the mm-hmm. tea houses that one night right. with you and there's nothing more to yeah. live for. Yeah. And <laughs> she gets <laughs> shitty at him. Like,. <laughs> We were having a nice moment, and then you had to go and talk about, like, how people are always bragging about how great at sex I am, and maybe I don't want to be that person anymore. Did you ever think about that? And he's kind of like, okay, well, just some people want to be famous. And she's like, well, I don't, so leave it. (laughs) Like, that's (laughs) what I felt like was happening, you know? Because they're having this conversation, and Mm -hmm. you see her literally move away from him and be like... Well, to me, (laughs) it kind of felt like she was trying to lure him in. And trying to seduce him. And okay. he was saying, like, hey, I know your game. Ah. And she was like, oh, well then. <laughs> but he was like, but that doesn't mean I don't want to play. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, like, to me, I think he was kind of, like, messing with her mind a little bit. What was bit. he saying? One night with you and a man drowned yeah. himself after? Because it was so good. It's like, what the yeah. what's like, the point? Yeah, like, there was nothing else to live for was what he said. Yeah. Euphoria. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done. I've, I've, a- I've fulfilled my life's purpose. <laughs> I've had sex with Maylin. I can die now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, so, I really liked how... Joshida was talking about the art of war, Sunzo's, um, yeah, yeah Sunzo's art of war, and really kind of just like 
I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting how he was really like getting into the mind of Kublai and like he, he was kind of right, you know, mm-hmm. in a certain sense, but he never expected those catapults to work, I don't think. Yeah. 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 Well, and I don't think he knew they had them. Yeah. So that was a thing. Like he knew he had gunpowder, but he yeah. did not know that they were going to be able to take down the right, wall. He right. thought, okay, sure, they're yeah. going to come in tens mm-hmm. and then we'll pick them off and then yeah. they'll have four and right. then like with the arrows and all the right, stuff. And exactly. so he's got it and you're listening and you're like, oh, snap, like, yeah. that is what they'll do. Yeah. And, you know, so right. I think there's a part of you that's like, I don't know how this battle is going to go. Totally. I think we feel that even to, like, the almost the very end. I, it was mm-hmm. very, like, oh, my gosh, it can go one way or the other. I don't know. Like, when you're I waiting for the trebuchets to yeah. work. Yeah, And the first time oh, it does my it, gosh, and I you know. see Marco and Kublai's face, and <laughs> they're just them, like... Their faces just glistening with sweat. I know. Like, it's just Everybody. a Twitch fest. I know. It is a Twitch <laughs> fest. It is a Twitch fest. I know. And poor Kokachin, because she's like, you know, telling Marco, hey, we gotta go. We have to run away. Like, you know, I'm I'm gonna marry Jingham. And Marco is like, oh, his face. Yeah, he's like, like, what? I want to ask you guys something. When he tells her the reason we can't go, Mm -hmm. and because we'll get caught and things of that nature, did you think that was his... Because to me, I think he was just you saying that as an excuse. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was That's like, I, I have to stay and win this yeah. war. Yeah, he's he got to stay for right. him, not for mm-hmm. anybody yeah. else. At this point, Marco is staying for him because someone died yeah. for him to be exactly. There. And I think his pride will mm-hmm. not let him leave. Like you yeah. see him walk away. Like I, I want to go with you. Yeah, but I have to do this absolutely. for me. And I'm gonna say it's for us, but it's not. Yeah, it's, yeah. But he, and I think Kokuchin understands they, that. Yeah, he, he was yeah. right though. They would, they would, they would catch them. Yeah. They would. Yeah. But, sure. like, I think Coco Chin understands that he's saying because he wants to stay. Yeah. And this is just an excuse. But she's like, she's like, okay, fine. Like, whatever. And she just kind of leaves. <laughs> fine. F you. Yeah. Moving on. She is and- <laughs> shitty at him for the rest of the time. Can we just talk about her, her guard? Her, like, yeah. little guard guy? Mm-hmm. He reminds me of, like, Overzealous parking attendant. <laughs> You're I, so right. Yes. But like yes. I've experienced that recently where I go um to the studio where I work and go to park and the guy takes his job so seriously, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. But like to an extent where he stresses himself out right. and he's like, No, 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 you don't park there. It's and I'm like, happen. Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's I, like calm down. I do park take it here. And he's like, No, no, no. And once they realize it, they're like, Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, you can Park there, like that's how he felt to right. me. Was like, what are you doing here? Like a big guard dog who's how not really, you? you know, just takes his job mm-hmm. way too seriously. Yeah, totally. Like, I, what, I what's agree. in it for him? Really? Like, I he's mean, just, he just kind he's of brand a guard new. dog. He's brand new. You know, he wants to. He's trying to. She might be the next queen. He's yeah. trying to. You know. Yeah. Look he's good just for Chabi. Real intense about it. Yeah. I was just like, well, calm I'm... down, bro. You're making <laughs> yourself look bad because if you're more calm, we would. Be like, wow, he's more powerful, but he just looks like yeah. well, you want to I mean, go. And Marco's like, I don't think you want to go with me. Like, I'm gonna win. I'm just trying to like let no, I don't think so. know that I love her. And he's like, you step off. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think Marco could beat him in a fight, though. Like, I think I think they're pretty. I mean, even though Marco did show that he could fight in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know about um, that anymore like, because like we we see Jingham, you know, come while. Marco is trying to have this nice conversation with Hundred Eyes before they go into this like epic battle, and Jingham just out of nowhere is like, "Not if I can help it, you battle me right now, right before we're about to go into a very intense war." And you know, it's so childish and it's so ridiculous. But it's like he can't have an there can't be an episode without Jingham 
being a little, a little. Bit, I know. Like, cause if, if you, but you he take does this redeem. Art, he does redeem himself. In, yeah, that's later, what I'm saying. You if know, you take so. this out of the episode, yeah, he didn't look that bad. Yeah. I actually thought when he went yeah. to war, he looked pretty cool with his hair done up like that. So let, so let's yeah, talk about that. Let's hair. talk about that. Bad. So that moment where he encounters the Mongols, they're all gathered around and they're chanting the hmm. Oh, yeah. oh and, and he walks up and they are like everyone shuts up. <laughs> no, well, leave. I mean, like he's the, he's the prince, so yeah. out of respect, and also Jingyim has this whole thing where he's kind of not considered like a Mongol. He's more yeah. con- he's considered he's perceived of as being very Chinese, yeah. and I think him staying with them and being in that Mongol kind of chant was him connecting to that Mongol side of himself. And yeah. he, when he looks up, you know, because they're, they're consistently talking about how Genghis and the sky and the blue sky, like, I think the sky it equals Genghis. And yeah. so I think he was looking up and really trying to connect with that Mongol part of himself because he really, you know, wants to be Mongol and he wants to make yeah. his father proud. And I also feel like he felt like if, they were going to win the war. It was because they're, Mon- they're Mongols. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I felt that. Yeah, and I think the hair signified that. Because, like, yeah. him That's... putting his hair up was a very Chinese thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> him, him puffing it out. Like, yeah. He, but it was nice to see yeah. his hair down. I think it did... It, he started unraveling parts of himself. I mm-hmm. think his hair was let down, which was more Mongol. Mm-hmm. Sitting there was more Mongol. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly made an interesting point. Shout out, Kimberly. Yeah, shout, shout out, Kimberly. out Kimberly. We miss she her. I know she's she doing some amazing it. table reads right now. Yes. yes. Um, but she made a point when we were watching it mm-hmm. that later when you see him fall, that she was kind of reflecting back on that moment with the song. And he's really... Um, in the moment, closing his eyes and yeah, being very connected to mm-hmm. the music in the moment, but mm-hmm. she, the music in the moment um, <laughs> but she kind of pointed out like, do you think that he knew that he there, he might have, like he was going to die maybe and I think I, he was preparing himself I think he was, I think mm-hmm. there was a part of him that was going, okay like this we're going to go all out and yeah. I think when I initially saw him fall, I was like, he knew. And He's that's ready. what yeah. we both felt, is that he was ready to go yeah, out I agree. for this. I agree. I agree. I do think he was ready. And you're right. Like, when he gets hit with that gun powder, that black powder... And he like just falls back. He's not struggling. He's just kind of like accepting. He looks up at the yeah, sky. Yeah, he looks again. up at the sky. By the way, this was shot so beautifully. So this yeah. last episode was written by you know Fusco, and it was shot by um, John Mayberry, and it was just shot yeah. so beautifully. I mean, like it, it really just stood out to me this episode. The choreography of that fight, just oh. in like the whole battle, but every fight mm-hmm. in this was so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just was like, that must have been so much work, but so much fun to be yeah. a part of. And yeah. then I can't imagine what the actors think when they watch it, though, to see themselves move right. like that right. and to see it all connected. Because mm-hmm. it's so different when you're doing it and then when you see it edited together. Right, right, right. And so many tiny pieces make up for such a big hole. I whole, know. And right. it was well, I'm amazing. Awesome. Yeah, like, this kid. man, I'm good. <laughs> Wow. I think the actor who plays Hundred Eyes must know that he's amazing. A badass, yeah, he's yeah. so, so he was, amazing. Even I love the scene where where uh, when they're fighting when when Jingle was fighting against Marco, and then when they stop fighting, uh, 
Hundred Eyes gives him this smirk because yeah, I think he's he was like, impressed. You want some tea now? Yeah, he was impressed yeah. with Marco because Marco really he stood up to him. Even yeah. Jing, uh, Jingham didn't expect that. He yeah. didn't expect him to really give him like you saw Jingham's face like oh. I think people were really surprised overall by Marco this episode. Uh, episode. Um, episode. It's okay. Epitaph. I think that's usually me. So I'm glad <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> I think yeah, the last episode it was the complete opposite, mm. and he had so much to prove. And mm-hmm. I think little by little right, you were right. seeing him step up. And right. I think it is this a similar thing to Jingham in that he's becoming more and more Mongol in mm-hmm. a way. And yes. He's mm-hmm. really fighting for the right to be a I part know. of this world too. Absolutely. Which is really interesting about yeah. him and Jingham because I haven't felt much of a connection mm-hmm. with them until this episode. You yeah. see so many parallels. Yeah, absolutely. And they're both kind of doing yeah. the same thing for different reasons. Well, that moment when, you know, um, you know, Marco is by the tent with Kublai, and one of the soldiers comes and says that Jingham has fallen. Like, and Marco kind of looks at Kublai. He's like, "Okay, I'm going," and he goes. You know, and he's like, like you said, he, I think one of you guys commented, he's wearing no armor yeah. at all. He's it was just the chintziest armor yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. Which made me go like. Marco Go. Polo is badass. And yes, he don't give yeah, a shit. Was, I, he I does thought that was a little not. extra though, because they turned him. They really turned him into like an action hero they, in this. They, and, he, I mean, yeah, I he kind of was an yeah. action hero. And I was I into it though. I don't think anyone's ever re- noticed that Marco Polo is an action hero. Like you know, before the show came out, there's no yeah. like history that he's a, an action hero. <laughs> you know, like the guy's well, he's through, a very like, famous adventurer. Has, he has like he's like awesome in kung fu, cutting people down with like barely any armor. I know, running down. It, that was so amazing to see him and then what he he and Beyond but look at each other oh, and yes. they run into the they're wall. They're so good together. Was, I know, you love seeing them together but I feel like and I, I, I hate to jump ahead but I feel like I think that there might be a time when they're going to go head to head. Yes, Kim said the same thing and Next that's going to be such a oh, bummer. It's going to be such a bummer. Yeah, that might happen. Mm. Okay, let's say that for predictions. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, again, going back to that, you know, be right before, you know, right before the battle and they're doing the catapults and Bianca and Marco talking to each other and Marco's like, hey, you know, that was really cool what you did standing up for me in front of everybody and Bianca's like, you know, I just spoke the truth and he says, I fear, I fear what's going to happen if we win the war, not yeah. if we lose the war. And I, th- I was like, hmm, yeah. He's in a, he's in, he's in a rock and a hard place now. He is. I, there he was really no is. good solution for him. Yeah. One I way know. or another, he was either going to die or yeah. be banished. Yeah. I, but why? I mean, he, he didn't get married yet. I was confused that he left. I yeah, mean, why but, didn't he just well, stay? because like he, he, like we were saying, like he doesn't have, what's his place there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who is he to Kublai? True. He can't be a true. Like, who, like, Kublai doesn't really care about... He's never acknowledged him. Like, he's just kind of just there. That's yeah. true. One of the last, I don't think... I don't he's never acknowledged him. Yeah. There's no. never any sort of, like, moment with Beyond by and Kublai. So, I Bionba think Marco would, was a reason for him to be there. And then absolutely. when you see Marco and Jingham... Yeah. Jingham's saying, like, the word brother to him. Yes. And Bionba literally is like... <sighs> I've lost that too. Yeah, yeah. like cool. I've lost. So that's I've my lost. Last. Yeah, like maybe, Marco was my only friend, mm-hmm. and now I don't even have Marco anymore. Or maybe he looks at it like he's. I can let. I can leave Marco now because he doesn't need me to survive. I think. I think that's true. That right? is true. I think, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what, I think there were yeah. layers there. I think. Okay. I agree. He's been accepted. Yeah. He doesn't need me to back yeah. back anymore. And now it's time to 
do something that's going to make Bianca happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think he wants to, he feels like he's earned the right to kind of pursue his own happiness, which mm-hmm. I think is true. Yeah. And that yeah. that moment when Kutalin rides up to him and he's coming to them and then you see, you know, um, Kaidu kind of looking at them. It was all so very beautiful and like... Yeah. Yeah, lovely. It was nice. I mm-hmm. think Bianca is someone who also has felt like He's had conversations with Marco before of like run away, yeah. Go. Like what's yeah. stopping you? Exactly. And I think mm. maybe it's a conversation he has with himself of like run maybe away, Bianca, go. Be what's stopping you? Oh, projection. Yeah. And ah, I, yes. I think mm. he finally. Holy crap. I think it's that balance of mm-hmm. knowing you want to run, but then feeling like no, I've got you know Marco and my dad to worry about, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. we still got this big goal to accomplish. Yeah. And now it's like they've accomplished. Mm. His dad doesn't really give a shit about him, and yeah. his best friend is okay. He's yeah. got a new safety net in right. the fact that these people, like Marco, saved the day, and yeah. so yeah. he's golden. Right, and so Bianca's like, oh, I guess it's a scary thing when you get what you want because you're like, I like I have no reason to stay, yeah. but. Sh- I- hard to leave. Well, I also feel like Mike, Michael, you said this, like, you you really hope, I think it was you, you really hope that Bianca's not the bad guy. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. But that's me overthinking, because mm-hmm. I'm so used to, you know, you watch these shows where it's the thing you least expect. But, like, I oh, don't know, so I'm actually, I actually kind of feel like maybe, not consciously, but subconsciously. You know how Yusuf was kind of talking about how he, because he doesn't agree with Kublai 100%, just by that very fact, he can't you know, he's not fully supporting him. Yeah. I think maybe Bianca is the same. And yeah, so but, maybe that's why he wants to leave. Yeah. I mean, but I was, I was afraid that he might have been behind the assassins and all that. No, I think, I think yeah, if you I don't understand think it was like Ahmed that. Now, yeah. right? it's, huh? Ahmed, it's Ahmed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahmed? Ahmed. I think mm-hmm. that's I how him, you pronounce it. I call him Ahmed. I call oh, him Ahmed. Ahmed or Ahmed. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Um... Yeah, I think the moment where Jingham is with the Mongol, you know, chorus, I, <laughs> for some odd reason, like I, I, it reminded me of Yusuf, and I just felt Yusuf's presence there with, you know, Marco and with, you know, Jingham. Was it just me? I don't know. I just kind of felt like I felt like it was a dingery do. You know, dingery do. Yeah, 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 that thing. That's what it sounded like. That's an Australian instrument. Mm. That's what what the the music sounded like to Mm -hmm. me. That's all I was thinking of at the time. Yeah, interesting. I was thinking more. I was thinking more dingery do than Yusuf. Okay. Okay. But you know. Yeah. So I'm let's, sorry. That wasn't in depth. <laughs> Wikipedia will burn my bad. That's I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's talk about. So you know, Kublai is like getting acupuncture. He his health just must not be in the best place at he all. He is stressed. I know. Shit. He is just stressed out, and he's just not feeling very well. And you know, like of course, that's why when he finds out that Jingim went down, he's like, "Oh my god, this is what that was. This is what that crazy feeling was." But um, you know, when. When we see Marco go into the palace and get into that, get into it with Jashidao. That was crazy to me. That was crazy. I was like, run. Yeah, I know. I don't think any of us thought he had a chance. No, I don't think anybody ever saw that. Why was he, when he was walking in there by himself, I'm like, dude, you don't have any backup. What are you doing? I know. But he also didn't really have anything to lose at that point. Right. You just learned to fight. Well, you just learned. The girl that he loves is going to marry the person he finds the most annoying in the whole world. <laughs> That's Join very the club, true. Marco. Yeah. And so he's like, 
you know, if he's going to die, he wants to do it in an honorable way because mm-hmm. someone did that for him, you know? So I think he walked in kind of like balls to the walls, like, let's go, buddy. Yeah, like, like let's see, let's just do this. Yeah, and even so, Marco is like, just bow to your con. Like, I'm so... I know, it was yeah, so interesting, though. Yeah, war. it's so interesting, though. Joss Adow is like... like who is this? I know, I know seriously. Josh Adow was like, you want the Song Dynasty, Southern China, to bow down to the Mongols, and I'm hearing this from a European. Like, what is that, What is <laughs> right. your stake Who in all of this? Here? Why do you care? He doesn't you even know go I mean? here. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Totally <laughs> is one of those things. And, you know... Still, Marco goes for it, and then like Joshua breaks his arm. Oh, that was awesome! And and you know does this like weird thing to his neck, which which, like he kind of like you know dislocates a you know spine something, and like he's just like kind of stuck there and twitching, (laughs) and like in in, uh, in space, like oh (laughs) okay, I'm I'm gonna die now. And then we see hundred eyes come in with the the awesome entrance. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And he's like, dude, even a blind man can see this is over. Yeah. Like, just take it gracefully, man. And then we get the round two. Yeah. We get the sequel to their first fight. And I, I yeah. know. Oh my gosh, when Hundred Eyes does his little, like, plucky thing to his I know, arm to and his puts arm. it back into yeah. socket. I yeah. like, crazy. I know. And then insane. he does his fast motion. He yeah. Joss Adal's eyes go so wide, like, It's like, that's my thing. I know, that's I my that. thing. That's so my pissed. thing. Yeah. I know, he's so angry. And he's like, how dare you use my praying mantis kung fu? Totally. Like, no, nobody does that. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, he gets angry, and you know, like the first kind of rule in any sort of martial arts is you can't be angry. You have to be yeah. calm. He gets emotional. You know what I mean? He gets emotional. And it screws him up. And that, true. and that's you know, that's what really kind of shifts the kind of energetic mm-hmm. and you know upper hand to hundred eyes and like that. Oh, it was just crazy. Like the flying and the you know throwing and like the flipping and the it was just crazy. And, when and he, that and then, quick hand motion. I know, like a snake. He's so snake-like. He yeah, yeah he's amazing. I was when he, I was kind of shocked that he. I was telling this to you before that mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked that he killed Zhao Sidao. Yeah, first it was awesome the way he did it. It yeah. was so quick. Yeah. But can we talk about the moment like right before that happens, where like you know, um, Hundred Eyes like does a neck thing, the same thing that Chancellor did to Marco. Yeah, so you and, know like, he's gonna fall in a second. Marco, and then the, and then the and then Zhao Sidao just gets on his knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like completely defeated. Because he, he knows. He knows. Like, that, he's such an amazing actor. I yeah. mean, like, I, it was just so amazing. Like, that, it was just so powerful, him just kind of submitting to that. Yeah. And just falling to his knees. And well, then, yeah. And I then, think like, it, that yeah. motion, though, like, paralyzes you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it was kind of crazy that he was even able to be on his knees. Mm. It's almost like his will was so strong that he's like, no, I'm stopping here. Like, I can't move, but I'm still, I'm going to take this. Right. Like a yeah. warrior would. Right. It was bloody, too. He, yeah. he did. It was... Yeah, and then, like, he says, like, he mutters kind of silently, mm-hmm. made the song dynasty in Dear for 10,000 years, and a hundred eyes just, like, kicks up the knife. He's like, shut up. Whap. That was crazy. And then that's it. And then his, yeah. he just cuts his neck, and it's over. Yeah. And so then, quick. And then, and then he goes and, you know, un... 
does Marco's neck. Yes. He <laughs> unparalyzes him, he Marco. He unparalyzes Marco and sets him straight. And then we see Kublai come in. He sits on the throne. Marco's looking at me, looking at him like, dude, are you going to look at me? Are you going to smile? Are you going to give me some sort of validation? Are you happy? And Kublai, just that the weird twitchy, twitchy face thing, yeah. he wants to smile, but he doesn't smile. But he looks he at Marco. Does he look at Marco? Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He does. He does. Okay. I watched it twice through because and right. Kimberly said the same thing. She was like, he like, looked I at him. Sure. And I was like, no, he didn't. I wasn't sure. And he's not a smiler. Yeah. Well, so he's like staring and breathing and being crazy. And then he lo- his eyes move to Marco and he barely lifts the thing yeah. he's right. holding. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically been like. We yeah, did it. We did it. So Aww. he's he's literally given and now Marco's Marco like, a nod. <sighs> yeah, he's like, a, I did it. Yes, and he's wow. tense as shit. This whole he episode. is tense. Marco's just like, oh I my know. god, I'm and die. he's like so broken and so messed up. He's like, he can barely hold himself up, but mm-hmm. he's like waiting for that validation, and of course he gets it, and then. And then, you know, we see him kind of, like, go to the battlefield, and he sees Jingham, and he has, like, that lovely arm-to-arm embrace, mm-hmm. and Jingham finally kind of gives him, gives him validation and calls him brother, and then Biamba walks away, and that's... And he looks for Kokuchin, right? He yes, and then Kokuchin is gone. Because I yeah. think, you said they probably moved that her to the... That was my assumption, is mm-hmm. that when you get back to, um, what's the city? <clears throat> Cambula? Cambulac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get back there... Her room's cleared. It feels empty. And yeah. when they pan out from um, the new city that they've just moved into, you see a bunch of horses and stuff going right. into the city. So I figured that they're in the process of relocating, basically. Right. But as soon as they got word, they you know picked her up and took her because they're like, you're going to marry the prince in the right. new city. Right. Um, and, and Marco's too late to run back and yeah. do whatever he I don't know what yeah. his plan was exactly other than to brag about himself. Right. Which is which is even more interesting because, you know, Jingham tells Marco how auspicious was it that I didn't, you know, defeat you. Because what he's saying is if I would have defeated you, we would have lost a war. Yeah. And so Marco is thinking, I should have killed you <laughs> because you're taking my woman. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's gonna be really interesting to see how this all pans out. Yeah. And of course we see Mei Lin is, you know, seductively, you know, seducing the man who brings her her dinner and then she kills him with a needle and she tries to run away and then she finds this painting yeah. of Ahmed holding Kublai's head and sitting on the throne. And he's like, what do you think about that? But I just I just found that so weird that he paint he pretty much painted even though I know everyone left and yeah. they're probably going to another city, but that he painted his plan. I'm like, why would you you don't know who you don't know if they're gonna come back. Then why would you want that evidence there? Mm-hmm. I found that. I mean, I, I think that was done for dramatic effect, but that was just so. I'm just like, but it's like on, his dude. private chambers. You know, not a lot of people are going in there. There ain't no, hey, there ain't no privacy. That's when true. The cool I wants mean, to come through. I yeah. think again, it's a part of tying in that history and culture and art mm-hmm. and stuff to like yeah. keep you in the world. And mm-hmm. I think it's very theatrical. <laughs> that's like yeah. his vision board. It's like, yeah, it's like it is secret, his vision and board. His vision and board. they yes. did it in a cool way of seeing him and then pulling out to right. see that he's holding the content. Right. And then you see Maylin go, right. I love it. Yeah, she's like, I find it Exquisite, yeah, and then it creepy. and then it closes. Yeah, and then but it's, it's nice because in that thirty seconds you go, yeah. cool. I know who the next villain is, right? And right. I know, like you know, the drama that's going to happen with right. Marco Jingham and Kokuchin. Like mm-hmm. you're all ready to go, yeah. being like, holy crap! There's it's right. going to be such a good second season because they've laid out so many problems. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Everything's with that, up. yeah, let's roll into predictions. Okay. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
So what do you guys say? Yeah, I have like so obviously I haven't seen the second season either, so I can like join in for the real time, like for the first like legitimate time I can join in. So what do you guys think? All right. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna say I think that it's probably just gonna be you know it's gonna start off with issues with Kaido. Is his name Kaido or does he live in Kaido? No, his name the Kaido? House of Ogude. I, Kaido, all right. And his name is Kaido. Him and, so there's going to be issues with him and Kaido. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, who? Uh, uh, Kublai and Kaido. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're going to see, so we're going to see, I think that's going to be one of the main plot points. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, because um, Ahmed still, he's not going to, he's still under wraps. No mm-hmm. one knows yet. Right, I think right, he's still right, going right, to be doing right. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Still going to be like, a, you know, a snake in the kitchen. Right. You know? Kitchen in the sink. <laughs> what did I say last time? No, it, it, I think the saying is, there's a snake, a snake in, in the, the garden, oh. but snake. you said snake in the ah, kitchen, yes, but it was yes, adorable. Yes. Oh so my gosh. Yeah, you did. That was my reference to you, June. <laughs> Thank no, you. No, but yeah, Mwah. a snake in yes. the a snake in the grass. So that's going to happen. And probably in the middle. Mm. He'll, Ahmed will, will Right, do right, right. Mm. Oh yeah, I think it, that they won't go like right to it. He's yeah. still got some things he has to lay in place for sure i just got something i feel like ahmed is gonna do something to chavi and i think it's gonna be super sad because i feel like chavi is going to feel super betrayed i just i just had this vision of ahmed like killing chavi or something and chavi just being like wow or getting maylin to actually finish her off a second time i also think that maylin is I think it's being set up to make it look like she's attracted to him, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's real. Up. Like I think mm. that she's in it only to get her daughter back, mm-hmm. and right. that's it. Right? I don't. Yeah. I think he's attracted to her, and he wants I her agree. to do this with him. But yes. I think she's like, yeah, it's great. Give me my daughter back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so what about Jingim and Marco? Yeah, head to head. I think be something... drama for your mama. I actually think. Wait, what do we say? Marco and Biamba, right? Something's going to happen between those two, and I think it's going to be super tragic. I think we're going to cry next season. I think that that's going to happen I towards the end. I think that they're going to have to go head to head for some yeah, reason. Yeah, for some not, reason. Man. I don't know. I hope not. I miss but, that. I want to see more. I like that their tag team. Yeah, I know. Me too. But I feel like that's what's going to make it more tragic, is that we love them together. Yeah. And yet... But they've set it up now that yeah. Biamba's in a different exactly. place. Yeah. And his house loyalties are now very different. And Marco is house Kublai, mm-hmm. you know? So with that, hey. we just want to say thank you so much for thank joining you us, you guys, for this for this amazing season of Marco Polo. That's it. That's it. Feels it. Like That's the it. last day of I know. school. We're gonna miss you. But I know we'll we will so miss you. Excited to see Absolutely. you. Absolutely, we, we will be back. There yeah. will be a season two. It was renewed. Yes. In the meantime, stay connected with us. Tweet at us. You guys can find me at ms underscore june lee on Twitter and just ms june lee on Instagram. And you can find me at Katie Wilbert on Twitter, Instagram, everything else in the world. Yes. And that's Facebook too, right? Yes. That's Facebook. Tinder? The website. Tinder. No. <laughs> I, I am not on Tinder. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Michael Andrew. You can find me on Twitter, Michael underscore Drew, Michael E-A-L. Uh, Instagram, straight across, Michael Drew. Yes. And, Email, uh, Mike. No, right, yeah, it. just stay connected with us, you guys, and we'll miss you. But we'll see you for season two. Yes. Bye. Yes. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.